The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about a hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos on the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area. And I'm going to give a little spoiler alert. Um, Bradley's supposed to be on the show tomorrow. So if you're interested in checking that out, uh, yeah, show up here at 6 a.m. Eastern and uh, he'll he'll be here. Okay, I'm going ahead and letting, it, letting you know that he'll be here. All right, on the right side of the page is where we're at. Uh, click on the play button, blow up whatever device you've got there, and then look for the rumble icon bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. Join us in the uh, chat on Rumble. I'd love to have you. Got a lot of friends over there as well. Good morning to you guys. Good to see you. And um, <clears throat> yeah, do that and you can join us there. We're also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. That's the channel. Uh, please subscribe over there. Help us build that up. For whatever that's going to be worth, I got to tell you, I've said it for a while now. I see Rumble going down the same road as all the other big guys. So, I mean, I hope they keep their word, but I I see problems with numbers and uh, just some of the stuff that's promoted and everything else. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. But at least for right now, we've got a platform on Rumble. Help us to build that up. We appreciate that very, very much. Um, right up under, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. We also are streaming live to beforeitsnews.com top of the page there i want to say thank you to michael and his team over there for giving us a spot on their platform right up under where we're streaming live on sons of liberty media.com you can sign up for our email newsletter and um <laughs> i hear you bethany uh sometimes yeah there's a lot of problems that i think probably could be fixed before they're ever made live and that that's not just on rumble that's on a lot of platforms there there's a lot of problems if they would fix them and take their time with them and fix them and get them going properly and then institute them live 
that would be helpful. But, you know, there have been some features. They're just catching up with some other people. And keep in mind, they've, they've been up against Google. I don't know what kind of money they're getting outside of that. I know Google received millions of our taxpayer dollars. Yep. Under the CIA front called InQtel uh, to start, have that startup at Google. So <clears throat> if you're working with somebody else's money, I guess it's a little easier to do those things uh, to move ahead. Anyway, right up under where we're streaming live on SonsLibertyMedia.com is where you can sign up for an email newsletter. Please do that. Uh, it'll help us out a lot. And share, share the articles from there. Um, they include the Morning Show Archive. So if, you, if there's something you see, something you hear, uh, something I reference, all of that's put into the Morning Show Archives. So it's like an article. You get the video, you get the podcast, you get all the links there for the articles for the day. So if you don't get our email, then you can uh, you can get it just off of that article. And um, <clears throat> all of that's in place um, where you can get where you can access the information that we talk about. And then finally, if you would like to help us, um, you don't have to to get the message. I mean, we're going to give that we're going to disseminate that for free. There are other people who believe in the message that we have. But if you if you would like to help the top of the page of sonslibertymedia.com, there's a donate button. You can click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. It's kind of funny, you know, <clears throat> and I don't like talking about money any more than anybody else does, but it's funny if you just mention that. Uh, you know, the televangelists have really ruined it for anybody who wants to speak the truth from the Word of God. They just ruined it for, for us. Uh, but But we're not here for the money. I mean, yeah, we have to take care of our families just like you do. But the fact of the matter is, we're here to give you the truth about what's going on, what God has said about it, and call people to obey God. Why? Because there's only one king, and that's King Jesus. That's the way those who came before us looked at it. We have no king but Jesus. That was the flags that they flew. And uh, we've talked about that plenty of times. And as such, that king has laws that govern his kingdom. And we are to call men to repent of their lawlessness, the violation of the king's laws, and to submit to him as king. Uh, and th today is going to be no different. We're, we're going to look at the same stuff. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, um, we're probably going to have a lot of this this month. And the only reason is, is because when the thing that God says is an abomination, it is an affront to him, it is a violation of his law is promoted out in the streets of the various states of these United States. It's promoted from the White House to the governor's houses down to the people in their schools. Then somebody's got to say something. Somebody's got to say something. And what I find from many conservatives is a double-mindedness. For instance, <clears throat> there's a particular lady. She puts out some good stuff. She takes some good stands. Now, she's a Zionist, okay? But she takes some good stands on some other things. And I would see her promote the homosexual community when they came out in their pride parades in Israel. I, I would see her attend some of these things where you had the man-boy, quote-unquote, love. That's not what it is. It's hate. It's man-hating boy. That's what it is. 
And yet some of the stuff that I'm going to show you today, and I'm going to look, I'm going to be very discreet with it. It's, you know, Paul says it's shameful that we even have to talk about what these people do in private, much less see it in public. And if you understand what we talk with Dave Jose about on Monday, the public and the private, and we were referencing rights to travel and stuff like that, you can think about what these people have brought out in the public. And then I want to contrast, I want to show you what happens when the Christian goes out in public and calls out their wickedness. Okay? So if you've got little eyes, little ears, <clears throat> please don't let them listen to this. This is for the adults to deal with. It, I'm not trying to desensitize anybody here. I'm trying to show you what's going on. And some things I'm not, I'm going to show you just a picture. I'm not, I'm not going to show you the videos and stuff. Okay? But there's plenty that we have going on here. So let's expose first the works of darkness, and then let's go to the law and see what the law says about these works of darkness. Now, this is from sonsoflibertymedia.com. <clears throat> this was, uh, I put this out yesterday. The, the disgusting abominations of pride parades. Where are those who claim they uphold the law? And I want to ask that. If you're a police officer, if you're a sheriff's deputy, if you're a representative or whatever you are, and you're not bringing these people to bow to the law, then what good are you? Aren't you the same as the end of Romans 1 that says, you're just having pleasure? Oh, well, no, I don't have pleasure in them, in them doing unrighteousness and all this other. Yeah, but you won't do your duty for the people who employ you to enforce the law. And I'm going to look at my own state of South Carolina during this hour for the law, the anti-sodomy laws, okay? For the anti-obscenity laws, okay? <clears throat> this, is, this is not worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Not just yet. It's getting there. It's not worse than that just yet. Our nurse and nutritionist from Saturday, Kate Shimrani, this is what she put out. I'm, I'm not going to play the video, okay? Uh, but it's basically two sodomites on the back of a truck out in public, Santa Monica Boulevard. And the one guy is in some kind of, I don't, what do you call this stuff? Sadomasochistic kind of stuff. He's in some kind of like a harness uh, here, half clad with another guy behind him, and he, the guy behind him has this leather whip that he'll pull out, and he'll put it around the guy's neck in front of him like he's choking him, and the guy is like, I don't know, cuffed or something to some kind of cross, like a big X. <clears throat> this is out in the middle of broad daylight, on the street, in the public. It's a violation of law. And I'll guarantee you California is as fruity and nutty as it is, I'll guarantee you they got laws very similar to South Carolina. We'll look at that in just a second. This is from, and for people who can't see it, uh, who are on the radio, this is from Monroe County, Pennsylvania. This is uh, a drag queen. It's a guy dressed up like a woman. It's an abomination, just like the guys I just showed you. And this is in front of not just adults, but children. Let, let me tell you something. <clears throat> 
when people talk about this stuff and they say, well, this is adult. Adults shouldn't even be seeing this. Now, look, I can't help what goes on in your mind. Men are not to deal with you according to what goes on in your mind. You're going to answer to God for that. But when you bring it out in the public, yeah, men's, men should be dealing with you. They should be dealing with you. This is not the only one. Um, <clears throat> again, we've got several things. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna play the video, but I'm not gonna play the audio here. I'm just gonna give you a little because there's, you know, it's just a guy. It's a it's a sodomite running around dancing. He's like a rapper or something. But what I want you to see here, and he's the the lyrics to his song are all about sodomite, uh, sodomizing. That's what it's about. This guy's running around on stage. There are tons of adults out there. And then you see they've got their babies. They've got their children. You'll see a little boy walking around here in just a little bit. You'll see a little toddler by themselves. <clears throat> and you see all these people gathered there to listen to this guy sing about sodomy. And you see the little kids back here. Look at this little girl. She's up on somebody's shoulders. Now, why is this important? Well, I'm going to read you at least the South Carolina law here in just a minute as to why it's important. And we're going to get to these things. There's a little baby. This, this mom has a little baby here, and here's a little, a little man, I don't know, four or five years old, walking around, listening to this stuff. Here's some other ones. They're bringing their kids to it. Okay? They're bringing their kids to it. This is, I'm telling you, it's criminal at every step. And as long as the people, what have we learned? <clears throat> when Bradley says the people are the law, what is he saying? Is he saying somehow we're God? No, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is the people have instituted law that they want enforced and they've turned over their duty to hirelings, the boys in blue, the boys in brown, to do their bidding. They are indentured servants just like those they elect. That's what they're supposed to be. Now they don't want to do that. Now there's a protected class of the thin blue line. And they don't want to do this because, well, they might get sued or, you know, whatever. And these are the kinds of things that go on. But this is, this, is, this is what's going on out in our streets this month. You know, the month that your presidents have declared as the Pride Month. <clears throat> Remember, pride goes before a fall. God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. What's the opposite side of that? How far have we come that a guy by the name of Damon Atkins, <clears throat> this guy is in, was in Pennsylvania, Damon Atkins, he was reading a verse from 1 Corinthians 14.33. I meant to open that up, and I didn't. So let me, um, let me do that real quickly. 1 Corinthians 14, and I'm doing this live, so I apologize that there's a lay. I, I should have had this open. Um, and we'll, we'll see what he's got here. Okay. All right. So he was reading from 1433. Guy didn't even get his, he didn't even get 
the word, the verse out before the policy men. So what I'm going to start calling them policemen. The, the policy men came over and made an arrest. Here's what the verse says. This is for, 1 Corinthians 14.33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saint saints. Hmm. It's kind of interesting, too. He follows up with, let your women keep silent in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. Why? Because we're sexist? Nope. Because they're commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home or their dads if they're younger. For it's a shame for women to speak in the church, in that gathering, the assembly. That's right in the middle. <clears throat> Again, remember, Corinthians is where Paul is correcting the gender benders there in chapter 11. That's why he talks about, quote-unquote, long hair. That's why he talks about a woman having a shaved head. That's why he talks about the different roles and authorities of men and women under Christ who is under God. All of that. This guy, <clears throat> Damon Atkins, was arrested for reading Scripture on a public sidewalk several feet away from where you have sodomites and the like celebrating. Take a look at this. Now you'll see you'll you'll see uh this donut boy here with his badge and gun is saying it's public property. Forget what it, what did he say just before that? Now this is for the people who are on radio. He says I don't care. I I don't care that you're reading scripture. This is public property. And it's hard to it's hard to catch what's going on. And um, and Damon is saying God cares. And this guy goes, let them have their day. Now, this is the guy sworn to uphold the law. He's saying that by having that uniform on. And I'll guarantee you guys in Pennsylvania, if you look up the law, if you look up Pennsylvania anti-sodomy laws, we could look it up right now. But I'll guarantee if you look, they're on the books. So are obscenity laws. Somebody needs to ask Donut Boy here why he's not enforcing the law. He claim, I'll guarantee if you ask him, are you a law enforcement officer? I'll guarantee he goes up to his friends and he says, I work in law enforcement. Well, then why aren't you enforcing the law? Why? Why aren't you doing that? I'll guarantee if you got about 50 people, just 50 in this area, who would take this video to this guy's boss and say, you're going to deal with this guy and you're going to deal with those people by not enforcing the law. You're going to deal with them by enforcing the law now, from now on, or you're gone. You're not going to have a job. Don't they work for the people? Yep. When are the people going to realize they have the power to, to get rid of these guys, to fire them? To put the pressure on them to where they're humiliated and removed from office for not doing their job, for allowing the criminal activity that's going on right behind him. And it is criminal. It is criminal. I'm going to show you some of this. This is the rest of the, the video. You guys, again, I know on the radio, it's going to be hard to catch some of this. You know who's cheering for us? The people that are in hell. So you do you, and I'm going to do me. This is public property. And that's right. It is out in the public. This guy should be arresting the people who are having their thing. And then what does he do? 
Oh, his feelings are hurt. It's on film. Can I give him my bag while stuff? His feelings are hurt. And then what you're going to notice is you're going to know these these dyke looking chicks behind him. Yeah, this this one right here. Look, this one right here. The short haircut. Anybody from 1 Corinthians 11 who wants to go out on on men who have long hair and that's not what it's not talking about their length. It's talking about how they do it up like a woman. This is a this is a woman right here. She's diked out like she's a dude in a police uniform. And boy, they rushed over. They're not going to get the actual lawbreakers. They're going to get the guy who's just simply reading the scriptures. This chick and this chick over here. And, and Donut Boy. Brothers, man. I cannot God, believe I'm watching this. Now let me stop here. If this was going on over this kind of situation in the days before the War for Independence, every one of these, all three of these little, you know, wannabe law enforcers would have been surrounded by 50 or more, probably a couple of hundred Minutemen to say, no, you're not doing this to this guy. Get out of here. And they would have tucked tail and run. And you know why? Because those Minutemen would have come with their guns. Tim, are you advocating violence? I'm telling you, you're the ones who are to enforce the law. That's under the U.S. Constitution. The militia, the able-bodied men, the able-bodied men, the able-bodied men. Are to be, the women aren't supposed to be doing this. The women are supposed to be the ones to be protected. The children are the ones to be protected. It is the job of the men to put a stop to this stuff. And I'm telling you, if the men came out in this city right here in Pennsylvania where this was going on and they saw this going on, they should rush to this guy's assistance and run these cops off. Oh, Tim, you're advocating lawlessness. No, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're the advocates of lawlessness. These three cops right here are advocates of lawlessness. Not of the law. And here's this guy simply reading the scriptures. That's all he's doing. And here they have him up against the wall. This should be an easy slam dunk for him. God bless you, brother. To take and um, to deal with it in court. This ought to be a slam dunk. The guy wasn't using a megaphone. I, you know, I've got a video where a guy's using a megaphone. Um, <clears throat> and and um, matter of fact, let me show you. This guy was at a um, a they were having a pro-abortion rally down there in Ron DeSantis's state down in Florida. This guy comes up and he's got a uh, a bullhorn. And look, if you use amplification, there are laws in the public. Why? So that you're not disturbing people in the public, right? So if you're going to use a, if you're going to just be speaking, you have the right to do that. If you're going to amplify that, then you do need a certain thing because the people have put in place laws in order to keep you from disturbing everybody. So if you want to speak, if you want to shout, if you want to preach, knock yourself out. But when you go to amplify it, and that's, this is something that I learned, the people have put into law something so that everybody else isn't disturbed who doesn't want anything to do with whatever you're doing there. So you have to have a permit. Okay, 
It's not a, you don't need a permit to freely speak. You don't need that. But if you're going to amplify it, that's a whole nother issue because now you possibly are infringing upon somebody else's rights. Okay. So this gentleman is uh, there down in Orlando and he has a bullhorn. And here's, I mean, look at these thugs. They are like a gang. There, there must be 12 cops that surround this guy. All right. And this is uh, this is down in Orlando at an anti-abortion rally. I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay. So you're I can't not going to cooperate with the citizens. No, I have to speak. Right now, you, you are no. not. You're hey, operating so, a lot of people. You guys get that? You guys get that? But here's yeah, the thing. I, I do. Okay. okay, so the guy says, pay attention because the laws are written differently. I don't know what the law is in this particular area. But what happens is, is when the law is written regarding using a megaphone, it tells you it can't it can't be above a certain decibel rating okay now when i used to install fire systems one of the things we did was we had a decibel reader and you'd go in each room and make sure the little horns were going off and they were reaching that decibel so that they woke up a person in case they were sleeping in the apartment okay they had to be a certain decibel none of these guys have a decibel reader none of them they just assume you have a, a megaphone, so therefore you're reaching these decibels. They haven't tested it yet. And I've seen guys, uh, Jeff Durbin is one out of Apologia Church uh, out in Arizona who has dealt with this with some of these wannabe cops, um, little tyrants that they are, come out and they don't measure the decibels. And then they try to get him to shut up. And he goes, no, if you, if you've got, if you can show me where I'm violating the law, fine, we'll, we'll work with you on that. But right now we're the, under the impression that our megaphone is below the decibel rating. So you need to read the law as to how it's written as to you know, whether or not you can do that, whether you can turn it up or turn it down. Um, no, I, I, I don't think that is the case. Uh, freedom of speech is definitely there. But again, as soon as you're infringing on other people, look, if you're, if you're down the road and you've got your, your speakers turned up so loud, I can hear them in my house, which is infringing on my rights on my property. You don't have a right to do that. Sorry, you just don't. You, you don't. You can speak all you want and it's not going to bother me. And you can have your setting down at a decibel. You should be okay too. But again, this, again, if people are going to write the law, if they're going to have it and they're going to have it for their benefit, and that is a benefit, you have a right to say what you want to say out in public. Okay, but here's this guy, and uh, you'll notice yeah, what they're going to do here. Yeah. They're going to sit uh, here. So, are they attacking the lawbreakers? Are they attacking the lawful? They're attacking the lawful. Then the woman who is, I guess is his wife, girlfriend, I don't know. Maybe try to move in. You're going to go jail with them. Listen, to this guy. Move in past this line. You're going to go with them. Okay. Move in past this line. See, hear that little tyrant right there. And look how many cops are surrounding this guy. He isn't armed. He isn't making threats. He's got a sign up and he's preaching. And it takes, how many of these guys are there? There's four guys there with, I don't know, four, five, six other guys surrounding them. They, they look like uh, bike cops. You know what I'm talking about? They drive the little, the little 10 speeds. That's what they look like. Jesus says you go and preach to all nations. Teaching them all that I have commanded, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is in Ron DeSantis' state, by the way. This is happening in Orlando. Look, they pick the guy up. They're picking him up by his arms that are handcuffed behind his back. Much like 
went on with Pastor Artur up there in Canada. This is what they're doing. So I'm surrounded right now. Like I have weapons or something. I'm just a woman, and yep, they're like blocking me. They're thugs. What to my husband. They're a gang. That's and what they are. They're thugs, and they're a gang. I don't know what they're what they're doing. Why why they're still in my way? Like. Here's your new Gestapo. Here's your new SS here in the United States. That's what they look like. And that's in Ron DeSantis' state, by the way. Didn't hear Ron talk about this, did you? No, you sure didn't. You sure didn't. Let me read to you from my own state, the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. If you don't know what that means, I'll give you just a brief rundown. The state of South Carolina has basically um, emasculated itself. It used to see itself as sovereign. It used to see itself as a sovereign state that was, among other states, that created a federal government. Now it goes along with the other states and said, oh, please, may I have another? Please, may I have another? They take government cheese. That's government money. Federal government money, which comes from the people of their state, by the way after the bureaucracy have have sucked the lifeblood out of whatever little bit of value the debt money has, which it doesn't have any, in order that they can continue to function in their state. But this is South Carolina law. Section 1615-120. And this comes, look, it's sandwiched in between prostitution violations and indecent exposure breastfeeding. <laughs> it's just, it's absolutely incredible. And, and then what South Carolina cops allow to go on on their streets in these pride parades. And I don't hear about them. I'm, I'm sure they go on, but I don't, I just, I never hear about them in South Carolina for whatever reason. This is. Section 16-15-120, you can find this at scstatehouse.gov, buggery, that's what it's called. Whoever shall commit the abominable crime of buggery, whether with mankind or with beasts, so they include, they basically include bugamy, bugamy, buggery or sodomy with being, you know, engaged in sodomy or that with a beast shall on conviction be guilty of a felony and shall be imprisoned in the penitentiary for five years or shall pay a fine of not less than $500 or both at the discretion of the court. And then you have the history of the different sections that they've they've, uh, brought up. Now, that is in South Carolina. Now, I want to show you real quickly just how far South Carolina has fallen. This is what the law used to be in South Carolina when we declared our independence. The detestable and abominable vice of buggery or sodomy be from henceforth adjudged a felony and that the offenders be being hereof convicted by verdict, confession, or outlawry, which is unlawful flaught to, uh, to avoid prosecution, shall suffer such pains of death and losses and penalties of their goods. That was carrying out God's judgment too, by the way. See, it's not enough to just have God's laws if you're not going to execute his judgments. The Bible says that he is known throughout the earth by his judgments. Okay? 
So South Carolina's fallen fall a long way from, okay, if you engage in this stuff, it's a death penalty for you, and we're going to get rid of all your stuff. Two, pay a fine of not less, oh, excuse me, imprison in the penitentiary for five years or pay a fine of not less than $500 or both at the discretion of the court. That's what the law is. Oh, but Tim, the Supreme Court ruled. The Supreme Court does not get to rule. Go back and read your Constitution. There's about four things that the Supreme Court can rule on. Okay, that's it. And it usually has to do with interstate issues. Citizens of another state against another, uh, a citizen of another state. Um, a company dealing with that. Land issues and things of that nature. But there's about four things. Go read your Constitution that the courts can rule on, that the Supreme Court would be ruling on, and the federal courts for that matter. This is not one of them. This is not one of them. 2006, the Supreme Court ruled, oh, yep, you, you, Texas, you can't have, you, and, and you, hear this, you hear this marketing thing, don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Texas is letting in illegals by the tens of thousands. Texas is taking all kinds of federal money. Don't, don't kid yourself, guys. They, they are. They're taking all kinds of federal money to keep their state going. Those guys at the top, yeah, I know they're Republicans. They're just as involved in United Nations social, uh, Sustainable Development Goals as anybody else. All this kind of stuff is going on. And Texas was told, you can't have anti-sodomy laws by the Supreme Court. Now, if Texas was as big and nasty as they claim they'd be, what their governor should have said was, well, come and for enforce that stuff. And then called up his militia. That's what this boy would do if I was governor of South Carolina. It's not because I'm looking for trouble. I think there's people who are looking to cause trouble for us. And so here's the law here in South Carolina. But it's not just that. Okay, It's not just that. This deals with... Um, this is um, South Carolina Code of Laws, Title 16. Crimes and Offenses, Chapter 15, Offenses Against Morality and Decency, Section 1615.305, which is about, this is the stuff I was talking about, about delinquency, uh, contributing to a delinquency of a minor. This is disseminating, procuring, or promoting obscenity, unlawful, de uh, the definitions, the penalties, and other things dealing with obscene material. Um, this is, again, from South Carolina. Code 16-15-305, just in case you're listening by way of radio, just so you know what it is if you want to look it up. It is unlawful for any person knowingly to disseminate obscenity. A person disseminates obscenity when, within the meaning of this article if he, quote, or excuse me, one, sells, delivers, or provides, or offers, or agrees to sell, deliver, or provide any obscene writing, picture, record, digital electronic file, or other representation or description of the obscene. Two, presents or directs an obscene play, dance, or other performance, or participates directly in that portion thereof, which makes it obscene. This is not, this is not something you're doing in your house. This is something do, you're doing out in the public, and that doesn't make it right doing it in your house either, but this is the thing that, that men can act on. Three, publishes, exhibits, or otherwise makes available any obscene uh, to any group or individual, or number four, 
Exhibits, presents, rents, sells, delivers, or provides, or offers, or agrees to exhibit, present, rent, or to provide any motion picture, film, film strip, or projection slide, or sound recording, sound tape, or soundtrack, videotapes, and recordings. This is against pornography being sold out in the public. You understand that, right, in the state of South Carolina? Or any matter or material or whatever form which is a representation, description, performance, or publication of the obscene. This is not free speech, by the way. In fact, even when you go back to free speech, it's about, one, telling the truth, and two, they had in mind specifically political speech, which can also be religious speech, but it's, it's definitely political. Because they were, why? They were being shut down from being able to speak out against those who were acting like tyrants. And so they define it. For purpose of this article, any material is obscene if, one, to the average person applying contemporary community standards, the material depicts or describes in a patently offensive way sexual conduct specifically defined by subsection C of this section. Two, the average person applying and see here's where they're going. Here's where they're going to the natural law. Okay, and there is a natural law, but God has spelled it out in His Word too, in the written law. Okay, the average person applying contemporary community standards relating to the depiction of description or description of sexual conduct would find that material taken as a whole appeals to the purient interest in sex. Number three. To a reasonable person, the material taken as a whole lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. In other words, it's not like you wrote a story and in the midst of the story, you included something about uh, a, an adulterous affair. Or you, you included that there was something in there without being gratuitous, obviously, but you're including that. The Bible does that. The Bible includes these kinds of things in it, and it's not considered pornographic. Why? Because that's not the intent of it. The intent is not to be sexual in nature. Okay? So that's what they're saying. Number four, the material as used is not otherwise protected or privileged under the constitutions of the United States or of this state. And then he goes on um, that continues to talk about what this obscenity would be. I'm not going to read all these things, but I'll give you the link if you guys want to uh if you if you guys want to check this out, I'll drop it down here in the chat, and then you can you can read the rest of it, just because I'm not going to be gratuitous with it, uh, if that's what you want to do. This is also here. This is from disseminating obscene material to a person under age 18 and that it's prohibited. This is 16-15-345. This is just South Carolina. You guys can probably look it up in your own state. I just did a search for uh, my state and anti-sodomy laws, and I not only got those, I get the obscenity laws as well. And this is what it says. An individual 18 years of age or older who knowingly disseminates to a person under the age of 18 years material which he knows or reasonably should know to be obscene within the meaning of section 1615305, which we just read, is guilty of a felony and upon conviction must be imprisoned not more than 10 years. Now, again, I, I, find, I find it goofy that we're going to put a guy in jail and we're going to put him up for 10 years. We're going to have three hots and a cot. That's what you and I are going to fund them, fund for them. I don't think that's justice at all. There's a, there's a real problem in all of this, uh, of what's going on. By the way, with this obscenity that's taking place in these pride parades, 
One of the things is, is they think, well, we can just, you know, we have the 14th Amendment. Well, that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. Um, Publius Holder, uh, who I've learned quite a bit from uh, as far as the U.S. Constitution is concerned, um, Publius has done an article called Judicial Abuse of the 14th Amendment, Abortion, Sexual Orientation, and Homosexual Marriage. And she lists off the things uh, that you know the courts can rule on. And, um, and she's a great teacher in a lot of this stuff. Okay, But she says there is no provision for homosexuality, for abortion, or for marriage defined as are redefined as having two people of the same gender. Um, and she lists several things. Just give you a couple of things here. Uh, she talks about, or let me back up here just a second. This is from Federalist number 83. She cites Alexander Hamilton, and here's what she writes. This is, uh, well, this is Hamilton's words. The judicial authority of the federal judici judicators is decla uh, declared declared, I'm having a tough time this morning, by the Constitution to comprehend certain cases particularly specified. The expression of those cases marks the precise limits beyond which the federal courts cannot extend their judication or jurisdiction because the objects of their cognizance being enumerated, the specification would be nugatory if it did not exclude all, all ideas of more extensive authority okay and then he goes down in in federalist 80 he says concerning the execution of the provisions expressly contained in the articles of of the union the second paragraph and so here's what she points out let us consider state laws which made abortion and homosexual contacts to be crime let us also consider the recent case of perry versus schwarzenegger where federal district court judge von walker ruled that Proposition 8, an amendment approved by the people of California to their state constitution, violates the due process and equal protection clauses of the 14th Amendment. Proposition 8 says, only marriage between a man and a woman is valid or recognized in California. That's what the people put forth, not the less than 2% sodomites, transgressors, and the rest of them. That's what the people said. Why? Because, look, the people are made in the image of God, and yes, the image of God is marred, and yet they can recognize good and evil. They can see it. Romans 1 is clear. They recognize the wrath of God is revealed against heaven from all, for, against all what? What? Ungodliness. They recognize that. They recognize his eternal power and Godhead, but they don't want to honor him as the lawgiver. So God turns them over to these kinds of things. Our state laws, this is back to Publius Holder, our state laws addressing abortion and homosexual contact, proper objects of the judicial power of the federal courts, are amendments to state constitutions defining marriage, a proper object of the judicial power of the federal courts? No. And she says, I ask you to note most carefully Hamilton's statement, Federalist number 80, that the judicial authority of federal courts extends to cases which, quote, concerned the execution of the provisions expressly contained in the Articles of the Union. Did we write in the Constitution anything about sodomy, marriage, 
sexual conduct at all. No, we didn't do that in the federal. Why? Because that's retained to the states. Tenth Amendment. We didn't give you authority. There's only about four crimes, I think there are, that the feds can actually deal with. Among them are treason. Everything else is dealt with at the state level. Why? Because the states are supposed to be superior to the federal government because they created it. It isn't the other way around, and that's what it's become because it's, the states have continued to feed it as a beast, and so have the people, because of our ignorance. Okay? Our, uh, she goes on and she said, is anything about abortion, homosexual contact, or marriage expressly contained in the U.S. Constitution? Nope. Ain't there. Oh, but, but P.H., you don't understand. Um, there's some rights that people have in the, in the Tenth Amendment. You know, they're retained. If we didn't give it to them, then we have the right to bugger one another. We have the right to be with a member of the same sex. We have a right to mutilate our bodies to make them look like they don't actually transition into the opposite gender, but we have a we have a right to mutilate our bodies and to make them look like members of the opposite sex. Here's a prime example. I mean, I think it's really sad. This is a young lady by the name of Emma Portner. Pretty young lady. She's got a foul mouth and she's got really bad, a really awful worldview. Um She's a lesbian. And this is what she looks like now. She goes by the name Elliot Page. She's had her breast removed. I don't know what else has been done, but she had a shirt, a picture, a topless shirt, uh, a topless picture, excuse me, not a topless shirt. She had a topless picture where she had her breast removed and she was out in the sun looking like a boy. This, this person right here is this young lady right here. What went on in her mind? I can tell you, God turned her over to vile affections. He's turned her over to vile affections. She doesn't want to honor God as God, the one who made her as a woman, and she wants to mutilate her body so that she looks like this. Does that sound right to you? Or does that sound like somebody has a, really, a real mental issue going on? Yeah, they have a mental issue going on, which is exactly what Romans 1 says. God turns them over to a reprobate mind. And I don't say that as a put down. I say it should, it should frighten you. It really should frighten you that if you are sticking your middle finger up to God and you're spitting in his face about how he created you and you want to go and do this or you want to engage in these abominations like what we were seeing at the first of the show, it should frighten you that God would take your mind from you. That he would turn you over to your own lusts. That don't think. That's emotion. There is no thinking. You act like a brute beast. This is what they're pushing. This is exactly what they're pushing. Now, we've talked about this. I told you we had... a. Uh, a uh, gentleman come in and, uh, you know, try to drive a wedge between Kate and I on our show on Saturday and uh, talk about, oh, it wasn't done in love. It wasn't. What in the world are you talking about, man? 
I can tell you, when you start pointing out, when you start real, if you get any of these people to really open up to you, they'll tell you they're miserable. They'll tell you they're ashamed. Their family doesn't want anything to do with them and they don't know what to do. So they just keep doing what they're doing and they stay with the friends who are just as ashamed as they are. And that's why they want these pride parades. Misery loves company. They bring out the people who aren't happy. They're not content. They're not any of that. And they're just indulging in their sin. And all sin works like that. That we indulge in it because of what? Why? Because we like it. That's why we indulge in sin, isn't it? We gain some sort of a pleasure from it. It helps us to cut out the reality for a little bit while we do it, and we feel good about it. Listen, the Bible says there's only pleasure in that sin for a season, just for a little bit. That's why you keep doing it. And then some of these people find out once they're in, it's not I can just cut out whenever I want to because of the shame, because of the disease, because of all the other stuff that accompanies it. There are consequences to sin. And the Bible calls us to repent of that. Now, I can go down through all of these texts. I've got a whole bunch of scriptures that we could go down. But, you know, as, as I said the other day when we were going through this, you know, Jesus talked about divorce, and he said, from the beginning, it was not so. Because the guys are saying, can't we just divorce, you know, our wife for any reason? And Jesus is like, have you not read the scriptures, guys? Come on. You're supposed to be teachers. You haven't read this stuff? So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he, him, male and female, created he, them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. You can't do that if you've got two guys or two girls. You just can't do it. It's impossible to do. By the way, it's impossible if you've got a guy who's wanting to, quote-unquote, transition to a woman or a woman to transition to a man. You, can't, you still can't have it. That's why they want to adopt children. They want to try to normalize. They want to normalize their deviant behavior. They have deviated from the straight path. Okay? And he tells them, you know, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. We'll see over here in chapter 2. God looks on all these things, and of course, he sees that he gives man a command, you know, you can eat of the tree, just don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then he says this, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the, earth, of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which or the side, it's literally the side, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. 
Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, literally his woman, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. They were not ashamed. See, this, is, this goes back to the beginning. This is what God wants for his people. And it's not to hurt them. It is for their benefit, for their good, and for his glory. What happens when, when, that, when, that's, not, when that's not done? Well, you get guys like in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19, just a couple of verses that I read. But before they lay down, the men of the city, remember the angels have come down, they look like men. Doesn't say they are men, it says they look like men. They come down into Sodom. They're going to stay in the street. Lot says, don't do that, because he knows how the men are. And before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both young and old, old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee tonight? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. And it's an intimate kind of knowledge that happens during your naked time. Let's put it that way. But they want to do it with other men. Lot went out to the door. Lot understood what it was. So you, I have heard some of the stupidest arguments for this, saying, oh, they were just, they were really concerned that these guys might be spies and looking at This is just stupid. This is absolutely stupid. Lot said unto them, where are the men which came into thee, or they said to him, came into thee this night, bring them out unto us that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Okay, again, context will defeat this argument about spies and other kind of goofiness. I'm going to give you two daughters who haven't known a man. Well, what does that, what does that imply? They're virgins. They've not had sexual intercourse with a man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out to you and do you to them as is good in your eyes. Lot's a terrible father here. There's no question about that. But he understands what they're saying. He understands what they want to do. And in his confusion, he wants to give them his daughters to violate rather than these angels. Only unto these men do nothing, and therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came into sojourn, and he needs to judge. Now we'll deal worse with thee than with them. In other words, they plan on raping Lot. And they pressed sore upon the man. Even Lot came near to break the door. Uh, we're going to continue just a few minutes here on the other side. So if you want to do that, sonsoflibertymedia.com, beforeitsnews.com, or on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Bradley be with you at 3, and then in the morning, Lord willing, we're going to bring Bradley on the show here. Talk to you then. See you. All right. want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio as well as Missouri Liberty Radio. Let me just finish this little part here, and we're going to hit a couple more, and we'll close out the show. So they're basically threatening Lot, after we're done with raping these angels, we're going to get you too. That's basically what they're saying. We're going to deal worse with you than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men, these are the angels, put forth their hand, pulled Lot into the house to them, and shut to the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great. And it didn't stop them. It just made them 
weary themselves to find the door. And then you know the rest of the story. The angels get Lot and his daughters and his wife out of Sodom. And God rains down fire and brimstone on them. Now, I want to ask you something before we go on. Was Sodom already under judgment or did it have to wait till there was fire and brimstone falling? Just a question. They were already under the judgment of God. God judged them by turning them over. Read Romans 1. That's what it's about. It's telling you what, how that works. He's already turned them over to that. Their own, we have built into us our own destruction. And this is why God warns us, don't do this or don't do that. Why? Because it'll destroy you. It'll kill you. It'll wipe you out. It's destructive. Do what I said and live. Do what I said and live. All right, so there's, there's one part. Let me hit these real quick because many of you are familiar with these passages. Deuteronomy 22.5, we saw the, you know, we've been seeing the drag queens, which are an offshoot of this whole thing of sodomy. It's, it's an offshoot of it. I think pedophilia is an offshoot of it. I think bestiality is an offshoot of it, too. It's all an offshoot of deviating from God's natural created order, and that is a man and a woman in a marriage. Okay? Deuteronomy 22.5, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Leviticus 20, verse 13, If a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, they shall surely be put to death, their blood shall be upon them. See, I read South Carolina law, didn't I? Where, was it? Where do you think that came from? Right there. Right there. Leviticus 18.22 says the very thing that was read that we read there from Leviticus 20 is an abomination. Let's go to this one. Because this is going to come up eventually too, people. I know you think I'm crazy, but this one's going to come up too. This one's right there with pedophilia. It's going to come up too. Leviticus 18.23 Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there too. It is confusion. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I've read to you from 1 Corinthians 6 that talks about the fact that, you know, of, of what, they, what, the, what people do. It isn't just the sodomites. It's the adulterers, it's the idolaters, it's the effeminate, it's the fornicators, it's the thieves, it's the extortioners, the drunkards. It's, it's all of them combined in one thing to say, if, you're, if this is the practice of your life, you have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. And this is very important. Again, Romans 1 speaks to the fact that God has turned them over. That is part of his judgment, is to turn them over to their vile affections. To let them destroy themselves. If that's what you want to do, if you want to destroy yourselves, okay, have at it. I'm not going to restrain you. And you see it. You see it. Paul writes these. I, I think these are very helpful. I, th I think they, they don't mince words as to what goes on here. So I'm going to read these again to you. This is from Galatians chapter 5 and then 1 Corinthians 6. I, th I think they're very helpful 
in making distinction about you say you're a Christian. Okay, let's see. Verse 19 of Galatians chapter 5. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, all these things. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not, shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Are you engaged in these things? Well, I, I you know, I kind of have these. Th Are you engaged in these things? And you call yourself a Christian? What does the scripture say? If you're doing these things, if this is who you are, if this is what defines your life, if this is the pattern of your life, it says you don't have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. You're in need of repentance. You're in need of faith in the Lord Jesus. You're in need of submission to him. Oh, Tim, you're judging. I didn't look. I just read you what the text says. Just read you what it says. And to make sure that we got it, 1 Corinthians 6, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, friend. Don't be deceived because some preacher said that you said a sinner's prayer, you were baptized, or you were confirmed. Or Don't be deceived about that. What's, what's the state of your life? Is the pattern of your life sin? Because I know I, that used to be what it was for me, and I didn't understand either. But he says this, Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, there's your, your sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Hmm. Hmm. That's what he says. I've often told people, that, you know, I find they, they basically tell me, oh, you know, we're not married, we're, but we're living together. And you know, they're engaged sexually, they tell you. So they're fornicators. And I, I read them the text, they call themselves Christians. And I said, well, the text says this. I said, so there's, there's one of two things going on. You're a Christian who's fallen into sin and you need to repent. Or you're a fornicator. And the Bible says fornicators don't inherit the kingdom of God. Either way, either way, you're in need of repentance. And the fact they carry it on as a lifestyle, unconvicted, unrepentant, tells me you probably haven't known the Lord Jesus. You're still in need of repentance. But don't deceive yourself. You're engaged in that activity. That's how you live your life. You don't have any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Don't be deceived. I'm not mean. I'm, it's not a mean. This is an act of love to tell you that. It's kind of like you, you, you make a pit and you cover it up because you're going to do it as a trap, right? For an animal or something that you got. And you're walking out through the woods and your friend goes over there near the trap and you go, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a pit there. And if you step on that thing, you're going to fall through. And I got some stakes up through there and you're, it's probably going to kill you. Don't go over there. Am I being judgmental? Is that what I'm being? Or am I looking out for my friend? I'm looking out for my friend. Now, it isn't the same thing as saying, well, you're, uh, you know, 
you're you're doing this, that, and the other. But it's the same. It's the same idea. We warn people about it, and Paul had warned some of these Corinthians. Look at what he says. And such were some of you. Some of you were fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves of mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, and extortioners. Some of you were like that. You were like that when I met you and I preached the gospel to you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now let me ask you something. Were these people all these things? Yes. Are they those things now? Nope. How do I know that? Paul says it. Such. What's that little word right there? What does that say? Were some of you. Such were some of you. But. 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 You're washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. You're no longer these things. This is not a part of your life. You're a new creation in Christ, Paul says. And. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. They don't sit here and continue to wallow in their sin. And that is the picture of somebody who's actually, who the work of God has actually accomplished what it was sent there to do as far as bringing grace. That's what it does to somebody. True grace transforms the man. It begins up here, it changes the mind, or it changes the heart, it changes the mind, it changes the actions. And what are we seeing, friends? We're seeing those whom God has turned over just out in the streets. While God's people sit back and don't bring the law to bear. They don't even, many times they don't even bring the gospel to bear. They just want to curse the darkness. Well, Tim, haven't you been just cursing? No, I've been exposing the darkness, and then I bring alongside one, a Savior from that darkness, a Savior from that sin. You know, we played uh, at the, pre, the pre-show music, I want to be in the light as you're in the light. Read First John, see what the light is. The truth. We want to be in the midst of the truth. We want to be, and what, what exposes the truth more than God's law? We're going to have to get busy as people in His kingdom Delivering the message of the king, as Paul says, we're ambassadors of him, of Christ. What does an ambassador do? He's a go-between between the guy he's representing and the people that he's sending the message to. And we don't, we don't get to alter the message as to what it says. And we're to give that message to the people in hopes that God will do for them what he did for us. But in this country, the people are supposed to be the government. We've lost our way. We've been ignorant. And some people continue to remain ignorant. Oh, it's there, but it's all going to go to hell in the handbasket. Okay, well, knock yourself out with that kind of hopelessness because I have a Christ who is a conquering king. He's not a panty waist little pansy somewhere. He's a conquering king. Or did you not read? He's the guy who overcame death, hell, and the grave. Got the keys of him too, by the way. Revelation chapter 1. He's got the keys to him. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He has all authority in heaven and on earth. 
So why are we not walking in authority and power and bringing his word to people and upholding the law, the real law, God's law? Why are we not doing that? And why are we not seeing it through? I think it's because we've been an ignorant people. We have not had the knowledge of the law. Or if we've had it, it's been you know, 10 miles wide and an inch deep. And this is why I bring people like David, Dave Jose or Brent Winters on who can explain these things to make them practical for us in doing it. First, we have to apply it to ourselves, and then we're going to have to apply it in the society. We can't keep letting this stuff go on. If we keep letting it go on, it's going to only embolden those criminals who are committing these crimes out in public, against our children, and against the God of heaven. What are we going to be about? Well, the law is important. Again, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. We know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. You know, it talks about if we're in Christ, right, and, and we love, we love God and we love our fellow man, which is the fulfillment of the law, there's no law against us. That's what it means. There's no law against us. If we're, obey if we're actually filled with the Spirit of God, if we've been born again, and we've been given the righteousness of Christ, what are we to do? Those things that are righteous, right? And the law doesn't condemn us under that. So here's, here's what else we see. But for the lawless and disobedient, that's who the law is for, the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners. That's transgressors for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind. There's your sodomites for man stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. And if there be anything, any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine or sound teaching. Again, doctrine is not a four letter word, guys. It really isn't. It's a perfectly useful word according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Wait a minute, Paul. You're, you're, I can just hear people now. You're bringing law in where the gospel is? Yeah. Yeah. What does the gospel do, friends? It saves sinners. What are sinners? John says there are those who transgress the law, the law of God. How in the world are you giving the gospel to somebody you never give them the law to diagnose their sin? The problem for why they need... I, I wish I had pulled up the, the little vignette we had for Amazing Grace DVD when we did that because it was great. You got a guy out in, a, in a, a parking lot. He's got his little white lab coat on. He goes, he's running around telling everybody, God, I found the cure for non-Hodgkin's -Hodg lymphoma. And all these people are like, okay. They're looking at him a little weird, and that's good for you. Why are they doing that? Because they don't have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, so it doesn't affect them. And then the vignette changes to the doctor's office, and there's a guy sitting there, and he goes, you know, we found out you've got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the guy's looking down, and he goes, 
well, how, you know, how long I got to live, doc, or this, that, and the other, what can we do? And he goes, well, I've got good news. Just, and again, I get it. It's the sorcery thing, but you get the point of what's being said. Just one dose of this will cure it. And the guy's response is totally different than everybody else because now it affects him. It's his sickness, it's his disease, and he's looking for a, a, a cure for it. And he says, that's the best news I could hear. That I'm going to die from this disease, but you have a cure for it. Let me tell you something, friend. Sin ends in death. Read James chapter 1. Sin, our lust leads us to sin. Our sin leads us to death. And this is all of us. One out of one people die. Nobody makes it out of here alive. Not in the sense we think of alive. Nobody. But there's hope. And that hope comes from a Savior from sin. His name is Jesus, Yeshua, the Christ, the one who came to conquer sin and its subsidiaries, death, hell, the grave. He came and conquered all of them. And his message to you is, do you want the cure? Well, the cure is this, repent and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, start obeying him. Read his word. Know what he said. Look to obey him. Quit doing what you want. Quit trying to be king on your throne, just like the devil was, and start following the true king. That's the gospel message. Turn from your sin. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Do you want mercy? Do you really want mercy? Or do you want to just, you know, I don't want the wrath, but I want to continue to do what I'm doing. That, those are two different things. Do you really want mercy? You can have it, but you have it at the terms of the king. You have it at terms, the terms of the king. So what is the end message? Well, it's twofold. One, for those of you who want to uphold the law, and you want to honor God in doing that, you're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to push it. You're going to have to find these state statutes, the, the state laws, and start pointing it out to those who claim their law enforcement. Say, why aren't you doing your job? And you may have to get behind them and you may have to start suing them to get their butts in gear. You may have to bring charges against them. I don't know. But you're going to have to get them to act. If they won't act, you're going to start, you, you should be building it up anyway in your community, the constitutional militia among the men. You should be doing that. You should have a group of men around you that you can talk about things, that you share information with, um, that you're discipling. Through the word of God. It's not just all, you know, guns and stuff. It isn't that. It's information. It's discipleship. Plain and simple. That's what the militia should be. It should be a group of those following Christ. What is it for the sinner? What is it for the transgressor? The guy who is in, going to the pride parades. Who is running around with, whether it's one or many men. Or it's a woman running around with one or many women. Or any of these other abominations that accompany it. It's to repent. It's a simple thing. It's a simple solution. Repent. Turn from your wickedness. Submit yourselves to God. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself 
for sinners. In fact, the scripture says he became sin who knew no sin that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Guys, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and we'll be back with you in the morning, Lord willing, with Bradley Dane, right here. Talk to you then.